What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film Podcast, where once a week we dissect uh, a film of our choosing. Uh, this week, or this month, we are doing Christmas movies or holiday movies, if you don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, today, we are talking about the 1984 classic, and my pick for this month, Gremlins. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Welcome back, welcome back. You're missing your hat. It fell off. We would like to see that nice shiny dome. A little bit. There we go. <laughs> I'll put it in the ball buffer. It'll work. So, Gremlins. I have all Gremlins out today. I got my Gizmo shirt on. Oh, wait. I got a little I got a little friend that's going to join me. Uh, audio listeners, you can't see this, but I got my Gizmo Yay. pop hanging out with on my mic. I got the DVD, the D, not the Blu-ray, but the DVD. Yeah, Gizmo's back there on my tree. I got the DVD from 2007 of Gremlins. Hell yeah. And and also I have this little this little Gizmo whatever the hell this thing is, but it's cool. Okay. And I'm drinking out of my awesome Gremlins yeah. cup. All right. Which things exist? Yes. I do not know where I found this, but when I saw it, I knew I had to have it. <laughs> it looks almost looks like a smaller, like one of the movie theater cups. I, I, it, that's, what it feel, that's what it feels like. You know, like if you go to like, oh, well, if you go to like a sporting event, you get like you pay like $10, you get a fancy cup and you can do free refills for the whole day. That's that's yeah. that's what this is pretty much. I don't know where I got it, but it was cheap and it's a very uh well used cup. Gremlins was released Gremlins. June eighth, nineteen eighty four, on my wife's birthday, eight years before she was born. <laughs> June eighth, uh, directed by Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Let me let me go through some of his works. He directed the original Piranha in 1978. The Howling. Hey, that one has it. it. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Guys. I mean, uh, The Howling in 1981. The Burbs with Tom Hanks in 1989. Uh, he also directed the sequel to this movie, Gremlins 2: The New Batch in 1990. A movie that I've, I've talked about on this podcast before that I I know that I don't think you guys have seen. Um, called yeah. Mat Matinee. With John Goodman. Oh no, not Matinee. Not Matinee. About... Small Soldiers Sorry. in 1998, which is a just it's a lovely movie. I enjoy the hell out of Small Soldiers, man. <laughs> Looney Tunes back so in action with Brendan Fraser in 2003, and I believe he directed. There was a movie that he directed, I believe, called Holes or The Hole, that somebody from your community was talking about during one of your movie nights. I can't remember who it was, but oh yes, it was Stu. Yeah, was Stu. he uh, he, he mentioned about a movie called The Hole, which I thought was directed by Joe Dante, but I maybe maybe not. Oh yes, it says Dante's 2009 film The Hole. Uh, so it was from 2009, I believe that was his latest thing. Uh, he did a, a a nightmare cinema, a horror anthology film um, starring Mickey Rourke back in 2019. And he's going to be a consultant on the prequel series to this movie, Gremlins Secrets oh. of the Mogwai, which is going to be an animated series next year on HBO Max. I had no idea. Which Did I you know of it? So excited about. I need more. I need more Gremlins. Um, yeah. So 
we're doing gremlins this, uh, this week. We are not doing gremlins two next week. We will do gremlins two at some point on the show because it is that movie's bonkers and it needs to be talked about because it's actually a pretty good sequel. <laughs> gremlins two is it feels more like a it's a meta movie. Very meta. It's more, but it's more like a summer movie, isn't it? It's not really a Christmas theme. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I can't okay. really remember. I haven't seen Gremlins two in in quite a while. Me either. But I watch this movie every year, maybe I've multiple times a year. Gremlins two. It's a it's a pretty decent sequel. And supposedly there, um, it supposedly there is a Gremlins three in active development. But I feel they've been saying that for years. There's been scripts One of those, written, uh, thrown out hundreds of times. I think for Gremlins three. I would I would look forward to it. I of course I like Beetle Oh go ahead. Oh, I just want more gremlins. I just need I was more. gonna say is this a Beetlejuice 2 situation? It could be. I hope it's Gremlins take I hope it's Gremlins take Hawaii. <laughs> that would make more sense though. I feel that would, would be a better Man, movie than Beetlejuice takes Hawaii. I'd be like, why? No, okay. Why? Fine, let's change it. Gremlins go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be better than Jason goes to hell. Well, more than likely. Yes. Uh, this movie was written by Chris Columbus, who was the director of Home Alone and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and other movies that I can't think of at the top of my head. Uh, Home Alone 2 as well. <laughs> uh, this stars Zach Galligan, who I don't know if I've ever seen anything else with him. The guy who plays Billy. You know, he has got that really familiar kind of face to him, but I can't think of nothing either. Yeah. I, I literally, the only time I... The only thing I know him from is from Gremlins. I also stars Phoebe Cates, who uh, was huge back in the 80s. Uh, she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which she probably has one of the most famous topless scenes in cinematic history. Uh, and she also has a, uh, a very intimate scene with Judge Reinhold, who's also in this movie. He plays uh, Gerald, the douchebag bank guy. You know, who Judge Reinhold is. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's the roughly. Yeah, the I can't remember what. Yeah, his name was Gerald in Gremlins, but he um, she walks into him yanking it in the bathroom in Fast Times. <laughs> nice. nice. So, yeah, he's it's a, good times. He's in Hatchet 3. He's in a lot. He's in the Santa Claus, the whole the whole all the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. Really? Yeah, he's the stepdad. He's the Tim Allen's son's stepdad. Really? Yeah, he spent. Dude, he was wanted, he was huge back in the eighties. All he wanted was an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Hoy Axton, who plays Mister um, Peltzer, Polly Holiday, which I believe was Mrs. Peltzer, and Frances Lee McCain, which I believe played. Oh no, she was the one who played Mrs. Peltzer. And Ma, uh, Polly Holiday was the one who plays um, the the bitch, the evil woman. Ugh. God. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Um. Oh, where Mrs. Deagle? Mrs. Deagle. She plays. I did not like her. Do you guys? Did you guys ever watch Home Improvement? Yes. Yeah. No. She played uh, Jill's mom in Home Improvement. Yep. Yeah. That's all. I, that's oh, what I. Mean? That's what I remember her from. <laughs> oh, he was in the second Gremlins as well. The the Phoebe Cates yeah. and Zach Galligan were in Gremlins too. Oh, okay. That's yeah, good. it was it was a lot of the original cast. Um, That's good. That was kind of rare back then, right? Uh, also starred uh, Dick Miller, who is yes. he is horror royalty 
He's been in some yes, wacky horror movies. Um, he is. Uh, I know if 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 people out there watch Dead Meat, I know uh, James H. Anise is a huge fan of Dick Miller, and he recently passed away. I believe Aww. he passed away this year. Let's see. We're gonna click on his name real quick. He was in Chopping uh, 20, Mall. 2019. He died in 2019 at the age of 90. Pretty- yes, he was in Chopping Damn. Mall because he's the one who he says Dead Meat in it. I find those little bastards did this. I'm a dead, dead Meat. He was in. <laughs> yeah. He was in The Howling. He was in The Burb. So he's been in a few other Joe Dante films. Um, he was also in The Terminator. He was the pawn shop clerk. Did not know that. I haven't seen Terminator in a while. It's been a long time since I've seen the original Terminator. What? He was in Mask of the Phantasm? I love that fucking movie. The Batman movie? Yes. Who was it? What was he there? Chucky Soul. And something that I completely forgot about this movie, Howie Mandel was the voice of Gizmo. You know who Howie Mandel is? Yes. That Howie Mandel, the guy from uh, America's Got Talent, and he was, um, what was that animated show he did? Bobby's World. Bobby's World. Yeah, he was the voice of Gizmo. Bobby sounded a lot like Gizmo. Because he was voiced by Howie Mandel. Yeah, I know. I'm connecting the dots now. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, he did a lot of weird voice acting in the the 80s and 90s before he became a... Well, I I don't know if he was a germaphobe the whole time, but... Of of course. Hold on, hold on. The... the, the dog's name is Mushroom. Mushroom. I had my note. I had <laughs> I that in it. my notes at the end when I was watching the credits. <laughs> of course, um, uh, Peter Cullen does some of the voices. I'm surprised. Oh no, Frank Welker. There yeah, he is. Frank, Frank Welker. Oh, yep, of, yeah, course. of course. Of course. You can't have some weird creature <laughs> voices without Frank Welker there. <laughs> it was like. I was like good to know Optimus and. Oh Fuck, man! Like his name, Megatron worked together. Yeah, around this time, this was uh, this movie was executive produced by the one and only Steven Spielberg and uh, his producing partners from back in the day, Kathleen Kennedy, who is now pretty much the head of Star the everything Star Wars when it comes to Disney, and uh, Frank uh, Frank Marshall, who produced Jura- the, the Jurassic all the Jurassic Park movies, you know anything Steven was attached to. Uh, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, this movie had a budget of $11 million, which is... Okay, back then. I mean, 1984, I guess that's not... That's not, to, you know... It's a lot, I guess, maybe? I don't know. Box office, though, $212.9 million. That's a lot of money. That's a good pull. That's a, that's good, a good pull, dude. I mean, it, here's the thing. I think back in the 80s, with the success of Jaws and the Indiana Jones movies, especially the first two were out at that time. Cause I think, um, uh, the second Indiana Jones came out the same year as this. Cause the first, cause, um, Raiders came out in 81. I, yeah. Uh, temple of doom came out in 84. So yeah, it was two. It, you put Steven Spielberg's name on a movie. Cause it's Steven Spielberg presents gremlins. Yeah. So you see his name, people are going to go see this movie. And, it's a great movie. Joe Dante does a great job at creature creature horror. If you classify this as a horror movie, do you classify this as a horror movie? I feel it has those elements. Yeah. I mean, it, this movie doesn't have a, a high body count for humans, but I mean, of course, for the gremlins themselves, a lot of them die very horrible deaths. Yeah. 
does the here's my question though before and and i know it's like halfway through this movie but i need to ask it now does the teacher die is he dead oh. or is he just knocked the fuck out uh i mean i don't know what he injected his butt cheek with but he, he could be dead i was i wasn't paying attention to if he was breathing or not i feel like they he just knocked him out because it was the same stuff he injects that um mogwai well, before it turns into a gremlin it's what he injects it with before. well he just i don't did he inject him I, I thought he just drew blood oh is that what he did oh maybe yeah, he drew blood okay. for him. all right just, he was rude rude yeah. ass motherfucker yeah this isn't gonna hurt yeah Poor guy like these little mogwais who literally have no control of their existence. <laughs> Halfway through his paw or hand. Damn you, Corey Feldman. Yeah. It's one of those things oh. where you're like, it, they, it, the thing about this movie is they, tr- I feel they try to paint the picture that, you know, these gremlins are bad news and we got to stop them. It's like, you do realize this dumbass kid freaking started it, started it all. Like these things didn't ask to exist. They just came about oh. and you we're irresponsible and i love how the the old shopkeeper guy comes in at the end he's like you're just not ready look what you did look at this that's all you (laughs) well no i mean that's that's back to god who the hell wrote that quote it was either super or akira fukube not akira fukube uh ah damn it honda made the guy directed a bunch of guy directed godzilla movies it was uh, the original stuff monsters themselves are tragedies of their existence, their mm-hmm. own existence. They're brought into a world or a situation they have no control over mm-hmm. and don't know how to react to. Yeah. And then we just judge them harshly because they don't act like us. Right. That's that so, makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It, I mean, you're right. It's not, I mean, it's literally they're doing, I mean, the creatures are doing, of course, they're malicious, but again, they don't really know. I mean, they just want nom noms. Yeah. yeah, they're hungry. But they're very maniacal. They're smart. They're not stupid. Oh, oh yeah, no, not at all. Like they chew on the the alarm clock to break the cord to at the perfect time, so that Billy's yeah. like, "Oh, it's fine. It's not. It's not midnight yet. You're good." But I love how you got the you know Gizmo, who is like, you know, he's the origin of all of these creatures, and he's the you know he's got the brains to be like, no, like it's like every like every time one is born from him it becomes more evil. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like the center and then everything yeah. that comes after it is just chaos. Frankly, it seems painful. Oh yeah. Looks horrible. Oh God. Yeah, it it's horrifying. Painful. I poop the fur balls on my back. I'd be like, Ugh. it's horrifying. I like how Corey Feldman is just like, and then he goes and lays on the bed and just reads a comic book. As he's like, I'm out. 3d like, glasses. Yeah, bitch. I got to throw back on my, uh, my tree costume and <laughs> God, dude, get out of here. I was like, are you supposed to be in Friday the 13th part four? Get the hell out of here. I know, man. Corey <laughs> Feldman had a busy, busy time during the eighties. He was in what year did that Friday movie come out? It was around that time. It had to be the same year. Yeah. The next, yeah, and then because yeah, this was 84 next, the year after that would be the Goonies. <clears throat> yeah. And I know the lost boys was somewhere around there. Because he was in that. I mean, Corey Feldman had a busy 80s. and 84? Yeah. Oh, well. I have words about that, dude, but we'll talk about it during the movie. Who, Corey Feldman? Yeah, fuck you, Pete. Yeah, his name's Pete. Okay. Fuck you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pete and Pete! <clears throat> Son of a bitch. Why did I remember that? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. 
Um, it was a, it I was a live knew it. Song, I know, knew man. it. I said it, and I've seen this movie a million times, but I knew it. Uh, the set for Kingston Falls is the same one used for Back to the Future. Both movies were filmed on the Universal Studios back lot. That downtown, when they're going down to the movie theater, it's the same place where when Marty comes back, he crashes the DeLorean into the, it, where that movie theater is. Like, it's the same oh. exact plot. They just changed the shops. They just changed the shops. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah. I, I, I always questioned it, but never looked it up until I this was the yeah. first piece of trivia. <laughs> that's a that's a big brain move though save some money and they made a lot of money on this movie at the time so uh in Cantonese, mogwai means devil demon or gremlin which is pretty funny There's gremlins in my cab yeah that, that all stemmed from like a twilight zone uh episode right wasn't that the whole thing with uh the william shatner episode of twilight zone where he said there's a oh. gremlin there's a gremlin out there there's something, something on, the on the wing some yeah it's thing. uh <laughs> This is Ace Ventura. <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, it's it's terror or fear at twenty thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. But Gremlins all started from back in during World War Two when like something would go wrong with a plane or something. It was always oh, a Gremlin got in there, you know, and, and messed with things. That's kind of how that everything makes me think of that old Looney Tunes. You ever seen that? It's where Bugs is on the airstrip and there's the Gremlin. And they take off into play, and the Gremlins try to detonate the bomb. Yeah, it's 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 racist as all get out because it's you know World War Two stuff. But anyway, uh, it's it's a good strip. Outside of that, this movie was released the same exact day as Ghostbusters. I just pointed. That. Okay, how much money did Ghostbusters make again? Uh, let me look it up real quick. Do okay, okay. Since you're looking it up, I want to I want to pitch this idea to you. Uh huh. It's 1984 when this came out, and you can only see one movie the day it comes out. Ghostbusters or Gremlins? Gremlins. Really? I love Gremlins. I, I'm more of a Gremlins fan than I am Ghostbusters. I love That's Ghostbusters. I, Ghostbusters is probably top 10, top 15 movie for me, but Gremlins is like top five. I love this movie so much. It's one of my favorites. But not, not knowing... No, just it, no. I'm just saying. I'm oh, just are you saying, saying like not, in 1984, if you saw these two yeah. posters, what would I see? I would go see Gremlins because it has Steven Spielberg's name attached to it. No joke. That's probably I would have been that guy. Like, oh, Steven Spielberg, I'm down. Especially because, if, would, especially because even at that time, Jaws would have been my favorite movie in 1984 because it came out nine years before. So there you go. There's my case. I would go see Ghostbusters. Just the, just from seeing the. The DVD that you, the cover of your DVD, and I think the, I think the. So the poster, poster? looks completely different. It was actually just uh, somebody holding a box and it had Gizmo's hands poking out of it, like a like a shoebox. Yeah, I wouldn't. If I knew back then. Let's see. It's, I, it's right here. Probably. Oh yeah, but see, but see the tone of it. Like the actual picture is very dark. Like the actual poster is like implying oh, something yeah. dark or evil. But and and I would probably if I had to pick between the two at the time, not knowing Gremlins. I was more of a horror uh well, I mean Ghostbusters, you don't really put that in the horror category. I don't think it's a horror movie. Um I think Gremlins is scarier. Uh Ghostbusters Ghostbusters grossed two hundred and ninety five million dollars. So it made more money than Gremlins, but I think the the, the firepower I had behind it with all the, you know, Bill Murray and 
Dan Aykroyd and stuff like that, that, that drew people in. Well, yeah, I mean, especially because, I mean, that's good money for both of them to make at that time, releasing on the same week or same day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good for both of them because usually it's like one kind of L- L- <laughs> goes away over the other. So this so, good GG. So this movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom were kind of the inspiration of uh, creating the PG thirteen rating. They just felt like they it. were too violent for to be PG, but they weren't violent enough to be R. Was Gremlins PG? Yes. It was like the this and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom were like the last two movies to come out being rated PG, like of that style. And then, of course, anything that was related, like somewhat related, um, they slapped that PG-13 rating on it. Yeah, that was a good idea. Because cause we, we talked about that in the previous episode where we weren't quite sure when like the firm date for PG-13 was because it was really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, this movie definitely skates that line. Uh, one of your favorite directors was almost the director of this film. Good old Timmy, Timmy Burton. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but at the time, um, he hadn't directed a major uh, full-length feature yet, so Steven Spielberg decided to against it. That's fair. Yeah, because he was still, you still young, Buck. Joe Dante likes the second one more, and he likes this. Can't agree. Well, the second one is far more comical. If I remember right. Yeah, it's very meta. There's literally a scene where the gremlins are like flying around everywhere during like a review with Roger Ebert or one of the guys. And then like, isn't I think Hulk Hogan's in it. He does. He does. Why are you back there? I'm going to come back there and beat your ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the in the bar scene, the video game, the gremlin is playing is Star Wars. It is. It's the trench run part of it, mm-hmm. because you do the you do the approach to the Death Star, and then you do the trench run. I think, or there may be a stage in between there, but yeah, good a good Atari cabinet. So of course, this film was uh, made in 1984, where CGI was just not ex- really not a thing. So everything, all the Gremlins and Mogwais, they were all puppets. They were all animatronics. <laughs> they all cost between thirty to forty thousand dollars a piece. So at the end of shoots. <laughs> They'd have security open everybody's trunks before they would leave the lot to make sure none of them were stolen. It's a lot of money. Well, but, but that's <laughs> fair, though. I mean, that's something that could easily be taken. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, the, the precautions they had to take because of the fact that they were very expensive. Yeah, that's, um, I feel like that's that's enough trivia for this. Get right into the plot. If we got anything, yeah, we're we're so we got to hurry up. Who is? Gizmo's terrified. We gotta hurry up on your shirt. Yes, he's terrified. This is the last time I could wear this shirt. I'm too fat for it now. I'm barely fitting in this thing. All right, here we go. I know, right? I hadn't worn this shirt in so long. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie opens to uh, a narration from the father of the main character, Rand Peltzer. Uh, He is narrating about what happened. Like, what, what came about to start the chaos that would come upon Kingston Falls. We're in Chinatown and we meet Rand Peltzer. He's an inventor. He narrates the uh, origin of how this whole movie happens. We go to an exotic shop and meet the shop owner, who Mr. P tries to sell his invention, the bathroom buddy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Gotta love the bathroom buddy. Poor guy. I know, right? He's, he's, he's a good... I feel like he's a pretty decent salesman. Like, he's got, he's got a good pitch. It's just his gear doesn't 
hold up very well. No, I don't think. No, no. He's he's a good guy. He's he's not trying to swindle anybody. He's just no. trying to make a buck. Yep. He's it's just is on him. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he hears a noise in the back, and he finds Gizmo. Well, not at the time. It's just a Mogwai. Uh, he likes to sing, and yeah, he, he sings does. a lot. Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Furbies. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Furbies. I swear Furbies were modeled after Mogwais. They had to have been. They look the same. Except for Furbies have a very wider base, you know? Yeah, and I don't think they have... Do Furbies have arms? No. I think they had, like, flaps, yeah. didn't they? Like, they would, like, flap out or something? I don't remember. They're like chicken. They're like chicken things. Furbies are terrifying. Mine would talk to me without batteries. <laughs> it was awful. It would literally talk in in the middle of the night with no batteries in it. I've heard. I've heard that from multiple We're people. We're gonna get messages tomorrow from Parker. Nightmares about this. <laughs> uh, he yeah. So he likes to sing. Mister P wants him for his son, but the shop owner won't sell him the Mogwai. And uh, for very good reason that we find out later. <laughs> but Mr. P is determined. And the little boy who is the grandson of the shop owner, he's like, we need the money here. Take him. So he gives him the Mogwai and Mr. P goes away. But there are three I'm rules. But there are three rules to owning a Mogwai that you need to follow strictly. One, don't expose him to bright light because it could kill him. Number two, don't get him wet. But he doesn't explain what happens. He just says, don't get him wet. And number three, don't feed him after midnight. Thank you for not explaining what would happen if I did all these things. Just don't do it. The only time he explains what would happen is the exposing to bright light. He says it could kill them. The other two, no explanation. Just gives them yep. the rule and that's it. The hardcore litmus, te- litmus, te- litmus test. Mm-hmm. We then go to Kingston Fall. Where are we here? Christmas, Christmas, coming down. Okay, that's all you get. <laughs> YouTube was going to take this down. Wow. <laughs> and they just call it Kingston Falls, USA. <laughs> I don't know what state we're in. We get the, the radio DJ, you know, his fast talk. I can't remember what the hell his name is, but his oh, Rock and Ricky or something. Yeah, Rock like and that. Ricky. And his um, billboard is a ripoff of Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes, it is. And the the actor who plays him, uh, literally, all that's all he plays in movies is just radio DJs. <laughs> he's got a good he's got a good voice for it. He does. He does. He does have that radio voice. He has a face for radio. Mm-hmm. The sheriff tries to get a tree for free because he's kind of a s- scumbag. And Corey Feldman's there dressed as a tree. <laughs> now is his dad the one who owns the tree place? Who knows? They doesn't. They don't say son. He doesn't say anything. He just works there. Get him to trade. <laughs> well, we meet Billy and Barney, and uh, the kooky old neighbor who we find out is uh, what the hell? What's his first name? Mister. It's Mister Futterman. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Murray, Murray, and uh, Billy's having a hard time starting his uh, his little VW bug, and Murray just comes over. He's just like foreign, foreign garbage. It's all shit. Yeah. You see that tractor right there? That's USA <laughs> made. That thing started. I haven't yep. had a problem with this thing in 15 years. Nothing ever happens in one American-made car. I'm like, dude, 
Volkswagens are very reliable. I don't understand. <laughs> Dick Miller. Why is it... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go first. I was going to say, why is it smoking so much? It doesn't make any sense. It's a white <laughs> smoke. That in, that <laughs> signifies coolant. It doesn't. It's air cooled. It doesn't have coolant. Anyway. Because they didn't think people like you were going to question the stand. <laughs> oh, did you make a note? Oh, I have I have a note. Okay. Uh, after the after they were talking, and it's the montage of all the cars. Dan's like pointing out all the cars, and I have it written down. Dan points out all the cars. There was not a Pinto. I'm pretty sure there was a wagon in somebody's driveway, but I could not pot- clearly uh, identify because it was covered in snow. Yeah. So. I, That's me. I, I, I think my one gripe with this movie, and I know it was 1984, and it, I shouldn't be too picky, but you could tell throughout this entire movie that the everything was on a set. Everything looked like a set. It really did. Even when it you're watching really... the movie, it didn't really have that real life feel to it. It felt like everybody was on a set. It did. It did. Everything felt very artificial. Did yeah. It not not, yeah, not it, like it ruined the movie, but just it it just it just what it was. Uh, so yeah, he's, he bitches about the, the car. So the car won't start. So he decides to go just walk to work him and Barney. I don't know why you're bringing your dog to work, especially in the situation that comes up. It's not good. He goes to the, he works at the bank and we meet the beautiful Phoebe Cates. Yes. She's gorgeous. I had, I have, I had a crush on her every time I would watch this movie. She's still pretty. Oh, she still is. She's like, she's pushing 60. She don't look it. Uh, we also meet Mrs. Deagle, who sucks. She fucking sucks. She's just marching down the street with a broken s- snowman head. And this poor woman and her kids come out. And I'm guessing they're trying to push a payment for their house, maybe. Because they're going to get a, like the foreclosed oh, yeah. on. And she's just like, maybe you should pay your bills on time. And just literally trashes this woman in front of her kids. And... You know what you should ask Santa for. Yeah. Oh, she's just she's the worst. She makes people homeless and she wants to murder dogs because she literally tells Billy that she's going to kill her, kill his dog to his face. Like, if I find your dog, it's going to suffer. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's it's like the poor thing is like nobody stands up to this, this wacky old broad. Well, even the other even the the guy in the bank. I know, right? He he still talked to her, and he's like, no, "Can't do uh, that." Uh, okay. I know. To Mrs. Deagle, I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> calm down, man. Chill out, dude." <laughs> uh, Barney Barney comes out from underneath the the desk and just jumps at her, and then she plays the victim. Oh, it, it attacked me, my heart. Oh. I can't stand that. And then shit. fucking Gerald yeah. comes out. He's like. This is a this is a this is a, a workplace. This isn't a daycare or something yeah. stupid like that. I can't stand <laughs> Gerald. Who the fuck is he? Judge Reinhold. Oh, we talked about this. Oh, that's right. That's who's right. Oh, the, yeah. Who's sorry. in the Santa Claus? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and she does her fake cry. Oh, the victim. Oh. <laughs> I can't stand people like that who are manipulators. I just oh, I can't yeah. deal with it. Uh, Kate works at the bar. And uh, I love how she just tells Gerald off because he's like, I got a new place. You should come. She's like, I never saw your last place. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, yeah. And in another movie, I saw you jerking off to me, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You didn't think we we're going to talk about jerking off during a Gremlins episode, but we did. I did. Absolutely. 
Uh, Billy's that a, me. That was weird. This is my choice. This is my pick, so I get to talk about weird shit. <laughs> there. Billy's a cartoonist, and he's actually pretty damn good. That picture of yeah. Dragon Mrs. Deagle is pretty sweet. I'd frame that, put it on my wall. Billy uh, goes home to his dad's failed invention. I love how this family is just suffering through all of their father, like the father's failed inventions. <laughs> just like the egg auto cracker and the yeah and then like the next day or yeah it was like the next day with the freaking orange juicer oh my <laughs> just god explode like that one orange made <laughs> that much of a mess oh my I know, god right? something backed up i was like oh it's gonna work it's gonna work and it was going fine and then it just went just explodes Dang it. I thought it helps. I had different. Like, I was like, all right, where does it explode? Because it just, it just might as well put acne on the side of all of these. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mr. P gets home and gives Billy the Mogwai, which his dad named Gizmo. I always thought Billy named him Gizmo, but it was actually the father who names him. Which is no surprise. Because he says, him. what's his name? And he said, oh, I named him Gizmo. And it's kind of a play on because of him being an inventor and creating gizmos. So, so of course mom comes out with the camera. It's like, let me take a picture with you and your new pet. And she has a flash and it scares gizmo. Don't no bright lights, mom follow all the rules. And of course the dad breaks down all the rules and Gizmo's a smart little guy. Uh, he, he's there. Uh, he's playing the piano. And he's trying to match the tune that gizmo's humming which is cool, and I like how Billy gets one note wrong and Gizmo immediately finds the right key for it. He's a smart little bugger. I want one of those puppets. I, I want one. Like a full, like, movie from the movie puppet. Just adorable. I love Gizmo so much. Who, who do we got to take out to get it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it cost, cost me my house. <clears throat> and You got a kid, you got a kid to spare? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. He, uh... It, I don't know why it, he shows Gizmo the mirror, right? He shines the mirror in his face and the reflection hits him in the face and he falls off and he hurts his head and then he brings him into the bathroom. And at first, if you like, if it was like your first time watching and like, Oh no, he's going to try to like wash his head where the boot, where the scratches. And that's how everything's going to happen. No, he just wraps in gauze and moves on. I got to, I got to point something out. Yeah, you could tell you could tell you're a parent because you were gonna say boo boo before you said I know I don't you ever like, say boo boo. Uh, are you sure? Because that's what it sounded like was gonna happen. <laughs> just going, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, Billy loses a fight uh, to an orange juice machine, as we talked about before. Uh, yes. <laughs> Pete comes over uh, dressed as a Christmas tree, as we saw him in the beginning, uh, dragging the Peltzer's tree through the door. And uh, he walks into the kitchen and it just there's just juice everywhere. Just just shit everywhere. <laughs> thought that was a good idea to have him deliver trees in a tree costume. I right? say, who thought it was a good idea to have Corey, El- Corey Feldman in the movie? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he's profitable. OK, I guess. Well, I got a problem with him. I was just like, all right, he's here. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, he gets to meet Gizmo and. Of course, he's the dumbass who gets Gizmo wet. He freaking tips over the glass with the water in it, gets him wet. And that's where you get the horrifying scene of Gizmo lying on his stomach as like you can see the, his back bubbling and then just like, what was it? Five of them pop out. Yeah. Five. yeah. It's the, the 
things from Star Trek. Oh, shit. What are those? It's. I see it. I see the episode. I know. I gotta look it up. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and we see... Uh, I like how you see... They're all Mogwais. And you got the one distinct one that has the white afro. His name is Stripe. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly the leader. As Billy would say. He uh, Billy has to go to his dad and be like, listen, dad, something happened. You probably should take a look. And what's he do? He goes downstairs and the, they're all playing with shit. And that's when he points out Stripe being the leader because he's playing uh, the little is I think it was a Pac-Man little tiny Donkey Kong. OK, it was a little Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. And. Uh, they all the other Mogwais are around Stripe as he's playing it, and Gizmo yeah. is over by Barney under the tree, and they freaking spits at him. I was yeah. like, "Fucking Gizmo, getting just beat up." Gizmo None wants of- no part of that nonsense. No, and that's why they bully him. Yeah, he's the good kid. And of course, what is Mister P's first idea? He wants to make them pets. He wants to sell them as pets. He wants to make a profit off off these things. He is seeing dollar dollar bills, which yep. is just not going to be a good idea. Uh, the bad Mogwai string Barney up with the Christmas lights. Poor dude. Yes. Damn man. And of course what the happened? and of course they don't suspect it being the uh, the other Mogwais. They suspect it to be Mrs. Deagle because Mrs. Deagle threatened uh, to hurt Barney before. Uh, Billy brings one uh, brings one of the Mogwais to his science teacher, Mister Hansen. I could not. I did not know his name for the longest time, Mister Hanson. I don't remember. Uh, who wants to study it? So he says, "Hey, can I keep it here?" And like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And he's gonna do some experiments on him because he doesn't. He put a drop of water on Gizmo. It makes no, 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 no. Another one. Yeah. No, he drops. He drops it on the Mogwai he brings to the school. He doesn't oh, do yeah, it again to not Gizmo. Yeah, yeah, no, not to not to Gizmo. He doesn't do Gizmo. Doesn't it? Doesn't have anything happens to him again other than him trying to help. Um, Murray is drunk as a skunk at the bar and he is talking to Kate and pretty much trying to keep the bar open, but she's like, nope, we're closed. We got to get you out of there. And I like how they decide that he shouldn't drive as he's almost about to drive away. Like he gets the tractor started and then they're like, maybe he shouldn't be driving. It's like, maybe you should have figured that out before you even walked out of the bar. And then they're like, why don't you walk home in this freezing cold where you could just fall down no. and black out and right? freeze to yeah. death? Have Billy give him a ride or something. I don't right. fuck, I know he's a close to can't get the car started. Yeah. Billy, yeah, Billy and that you car. If he stopped putting coolant in it, he wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> Stop putting coolant in a car that doesn't decool it. <laughs> yeah, dude. God. Murray always also talks about gremlins. He talks about how, like, you know, a lot of the foreign vehicles they got a little gremlins in there messing with things, and that's why they suck. <laughs> He's just yeah, and how how it, he brought up the the World War II stereotype you talked yes. about about yep. gremlins, about them putting them in the different machines over here and stuff. Yep. Uh, Kate talks about seasonal depression, which you don't, um, which for 1984 you don't really get that a lot. Like it's it's weird to hear something about seasonal depression in 1984. Like talking about it the way that she does. Uh, well, she kind of she she talks about she even states it as seasonal depression, and then she talks about how like the suicide rate being so high uh, during yep. the season. It's like it's true. That is, yeah, so true. <laughs> it, the holiday seasons are tough for a lot of people. It's just it's one of those things where 
there's just a lot of expectations on people and a lot of, there's just a lot more people uh sad than happy during these times well especially at this point like even before this like you just realize how like the tone of this movie is not what you expect yeah at all oh my god when we get to like her talking about something that happens in her life which we'll talk about when we get to that scene right? i'm like yeah. holy frick <laughs> Yeah, but even at this point, like, everybody, most of the people he's met are assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, the tone's very dark where she talks about suicides and seasonal depressions and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like, at this point, the movie's not, like, like you would think, like, at the beginning, like, the very, very beginning, like, Gremlins, this is a cheery film. It is not. No. Not at <laughs> not all. Not remotely. Nope. She doesn't celebrate Christmas because of an incident that happened in her life, but we don't know what it is until later. Uh, and Billy asks her out on a date, and it goes really weird. But she she says yes. For some He's got reason, that awkward charm. Yeah, for some reason, I thought they were together the whole time, and then I remember this part, and I'm like, oh, right, they were just friends. The science teacher takes blood from the Mogwai that's there at the school. Uh, Billy feeds the extra Mogwai right before midnight, or was it? Dun, dun, it was like eleven thirty-five. Yeah, the clock said 11.30 or 11.35. And these little bastards are up to something. Little mogwai fuckers. The science teacher's um, mogwai steals uh, the teacher's sandwich as he goes. He either leaves for the day or he goes to the bathroom or something. The mogwai takes the sandwich. Uh, I think he took off for the day. I think he's like, that's it, little buddy. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to leave the sandwich six inches from your cage. (laughs) This will, everything will be fine. Uh, Billy falls asleep, and when he awakes, there are eggs all over, like cocoons all over his room. As it's him, him and his mom kind of discover it together because she comes up to to talk to him, and that's when she discovers them. It's some H.R. Geiger level shit. Mm-hmm. Like the eggs are are chrysalis, whatever. Look weird as fuck. Yeah, they look good. They look good. Even when they like when they start to to hatch, they get the green glow out of it. Yeah, it's very reminiscent to the fly. Yes. Which I believe the guy who did a lot of the effects on the fly did effects for this as well. The I love Billy. I think the guy, the actor who plays Billy, there are some scenes where I'm like, okay, he's really good and I can sense his emotions. But then there's scenes like this where it just, I'm like, what happened here? Because he, he, he notices like the, the cocoons and then he goes over to his clock and he notices the clock is been cut like the wires have been cut and then he looks over at his mom he goes mom what's going on here <laughs> I'm like what kind of line delivery was that <laughs> you think your mom was gonna cut in your clock cord? yeah like, that is weird as hell mom, what are you doing yeah my room <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the, Ma, uh, the mogwai cocoon starts slowly hatching with the nice green glow out of it as we stated uh, Rand is at the is at an inventors convention and I completely forgot he goes here I'm like where the fuck did he go and then he calls from this inventors con- inventors convention That's a we get some awesome picture. cameo we got a very awesome cameo in this is it this one or is it the next is that the no, robot it's yeah it's Robbie the robot wait like the Nintendo robot no, no, that's Rob. Robbie the robot. He's from uh, Forbidden Planet. He also was in Lost in Space. Not the same robot, but he appeared in the series of Lost in oh, Space. Oh, okay. That's the yeah. one who was talking on the phone. Yeah, it's it very famous. Second 
the second scene where he's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, when he, well, first time he's on the phone, the guy's like walking Robbie like in front of him, like around oh, the whole event oh, center. Okay. He's standing in the yeah, neck yeah. Ones where he's like wrapped around the yeah. phone. Uh, Mrs. Deagle, she continues to just suck. She comes back. Oh, God. Yeah, she comes back to the bank and she asks Billy about Barney and Barney was uh, taken to like a family member's house uh, before Christmas while Rand was at the convention. And so he's, he's on vacation. He's like, yeah, when I see him, I'm going to give him a slow death. And I'm like, bitch, I would come across that counter. And uh, <laughs> it would not be good for her. Yeah. I Let's know. Just like, that's probably like, nobody stands up to this like ratchet no. hag. Because that same and woman. Clear like, threats. Yes. That same woman that she rejects outside comes back and is talking to the bank manager. And of course, oh, there's nothing we can do. And it's like, well, can't you talk to Mrs. Deagle? Like, Mrs. Deagle? Whoa. Right? Right? can't talk to her. Yeah. He also sucks. He's a big bitch. a kiss ass. Oh, I'm just the bank manager. She's not. She doesn't even own the bank. She's a fucking real estate agent. Right? Why does she Why have does she, does she own this town? I'm so confused. Because even the, the Peltzers, they talk about how they're behind on payments. Because the mom doesn't work. Why? And, of course, Mr. P, he's making failed inventions that he can't make money off of. So Billy's the one bringing on all the money. And he probably doesn't make shit working at the bank. Yep. It's a tough t- situation. Mrs. Deagle owns this fucking town. Uh, so the science teacher, is he's got a class going. He's showing a movie about, I believe, like... What was he watching? Was it, like, eggs hatching? Wasn't it, like, animals... Circulatory system. Okay. About how oh, the heart. Yeah. Heart yeah, 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 yeah. It was about the heart. Right. You're right. And he hears the the cage start rattling on the desk there, and then it and then it falls over and breaks, and the thing, um, he could hear it like run away. Hmm? Yeah, I must say. Uh, no, I was reading. Keep going. Sorry. And it was right as the class was ending, and he's trying to like get everybody out before anyone notices what happened. Uh, and it doesn't go so well. He uh, he gets some candy. He tries yeah. to like lure the the gremlin out from underneath the desk. You you never see the full the full gremlin yet. You know that he's it's changed, uh, but you can see its hands, just the hand. And then of course he tries to lure it out from under the desk, and it like grabs him and it, like attacks him, and then yeah. it cuts because Billy is actually on the way while all this is happening. Uh, Billy comes to find Mister Hansen dead. Maybe question mark. I, I don't yeah, know if right. he's actually dead. There have been he's knocked out. Yeah, I I think in theory he is dead according to the people who made this movie. But I've never really gotten a clear answer on whether he died or if he's just knocked the fuck out. Well, because see, there's there's uh, another character that disappears later that just kind of vanishes. Right. Like, okay, what happened to them? So it could have been the same thing for this guy. So. So the gremlin attacks Billy and continues to eat. He eats a lot. Uh, and oh. it ends up ex- uh, escaping through the vent that was behind the desk. And so Billy, he's got the scratch. He's got to run to the nurse's office to to clean up his wound. And as he's trying to, he like turns around to like catch his breath. That's when the gremlin pops out of the cabinet and yeah. attacks him again. And then it busts through the door. Yep. That's when you see like the full, you know, what the gremlin looks like. Yep. And it's just like a a taller 
less fluffy version of a, a mogwai. That's pretty much what yeah, a gremlin is. Yeah. I like how Billy Billy like call or does Billy call his mom? And that's when she starts hearing shit from upstairs. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he does. Well, Gives, she's in she's in the kitchen making cookies or whatever, and she grabs yes. the knife. I really wanted one of those gingerbread cookies. Those things are fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. They get eaten though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Giz is getting tortured. He's like on the uh, the dartboard. And I was like, poor Giz. <laughs> he's good. He's just he's having a tough day. What did he do to you? Yeah. <laughs> He, was the he helped. Kid that he helped create you, not on purpose either. Uh, Mrs. P investigates the noises from upstairs, and that's when uh, she goes up and she sees the eggs have hatched, and that's when she starts hearing stuff from downstairs. So she goes back Didn't, down. Does the music turn on? Yes. Yeah. The record she, starts playing. She's also on the phone with Billy when the phone lines get cut. Right. So that's that's where he's. Hmm. And so he books it out of the school to get back home and she hears the music from downstairs. So she goes downstairs to investigate. And that's when she sees the first gremlin eating the cookies. He's just, he's just going to town on these cookies. And I love every one of these deaths are fucking great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. She killing for the best. Oh, so good. She, she gets it the worst out of any of the characters in this movie. She goes through fucking hell. Yeah, she one. So the first one she finds, uh, she ta- like pushes him into the mixer and then turns it on and it just yeah. Gr- and then it like the green just just spludge yeah. that like, goes everywhere. And I love how it's like legs are sticking out of the, the bowl. Yeah. Uh, one, she just goes to town on with a freaking knife. She stabs this yeah. thing Michael Myers style from Halloween yeah. Kills. OK, she right. just uh, saw, saw. I was like, holy shit. I think she stabs it like 10 to 15 times. Like she just. She, it's dead. I don't blame her. <laughs> and uh, the best kill though is when she tosses one in the microwave and turns yes. it on. And oh, it just that's explodes. a good one. It's probably my I favorite gremlin death of this movie. She's just like, she just she literally just shut the door and, and <laughs> yeah. And then she goes into the living room because she hears some stuff out there, and she sees one of the stockings is moving. So she she stabs at it, and of course it's a fucking toy. And I'm like, are you giving your 18 year old son a toy right like what okay he and then she kind of like backs up into the christmas tree and one of them's in there and it attacks her and she freaking hacks its head off and it flies into the fire no no oh, no no, no, no that's not no billy yeah. does billy comes through the door yeah. he gets one of the swords off of the wall and just ah and the head so flies good. into the fire and yeah, she's trying to, but the tree's on her, and she right. can't really like. Which is just terrifying. How do you not consider this a horror movie? That's terrifying. Yeah, it's just her being attacked by a tree. <laughs> it's like Evil Dead. This is some Evil Dead shit. Okay, <laughs> Christmas motherfuckers. Right. And yeah, so Billy comes in, saves the day for that, and then we see Stripe with his now like very prominent white mohawk, and it's like it's Stripe. He's the leader. I don't know how many times Billy says this, but he says it quite a bit. And then Stripe just bounces. He just hops out the window and runs away. Billy mends, uh, needs to stop Stripe. So he rescues Giz and goes on the search. And this really generic uh, back lot um, definitely looks like a set. Does not look like real life. 
<laughs> I just want to keep pointing that out. Yes. Uh, he starts at the local YMCA. And my son goes, yeah. wait, there's YMCAs in other places? I'm like, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like we have one in our town. It's like, yeah, they're, they're everywhere, dude. It's the same yeah. with boys and girls clubs. <laughs> uh, Stripe attacks and proceeds to jump into the pool. I love how he does the cannonball. He holds his fucking legs and just, yep. it is like the saddest little splash. <laughs> and then we even watch him as he sinks to the bottom of the pool. And then you get the really cool effect where it starts glowing green and bubbling. Yeah, that's cool. Which is really, really cool. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. 400 babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's how the army of gremlins are born and you don't see them. You just hear them all being, coming to life and causing chaos because you see all the lights flashing inside of the, the Y as Billy and Giz uh, escape. Billy goes to the police, but to no avail, because, of course, when you try to explain to a douchebag cop and his idiot deputy that there are little monsters terrorizing your town, they're just going to laugh at you. Uh, the deputy was played by Jonathan Banks, who is famous for being in uh he was in breaking bad and better call saul oh he plays a very okay. a lot different character a lot uh yeah d- a very different character than what he plays in this movie because he is a fucking dipshit <laughs> fair play uh we go to the f- uh the futtermans where the gremlins are messing with the tv and murray goes out to investigate and finds that the gremlins have hijacked his tractor yeah and they proceed to plow through their house. <laughs> I just love how the gremlins are swinging from the antenna. Oh, my, it's so great. <laughs> it's so, the, the effects are so good because it's all practical. It's all puppets yeah. or animatronics. <laughs> so it's it's all there and you get to react to it, which is great. And I just love how he blames, you know, he blames the foreign shit for all this stuff oh, happening. We should have yeah. got a zenith. I love that line. Yeah. Yes. Uh, gremlins. In the mailbox, they're messing with traffic lights. I love it. The, the 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 preacher puts the or the priest puts it into the mailbox, and then the, all the things shoot back at him. And then the other guy yeah. sticks his arm in there. And he's just like, ah! he gets attacked. And then you got the freaking lights going crazy and them swinging around. I love when they show the gremlins just swinging from things. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I took my action figures and I would connect them to like a a shoelace to make yeah. it look like they were scaling something and it is. And then you push them to make them look like they're swinging. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I wanted to be somebody who set up the sets for this movie. Cause it would have been a blast. Oh yeah. It's oh, like yeah. playing with giant toys that are way too expensive. <laughs> yep. Uh, the police have to go out to the Futterman's cause they get a call stripes. Uh, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite scenes because it's, um, it has to do with Mrs. Deagle. Stripe goes and visits Miss Deagle and you get the, the, the carolers, the gremlin carolers is like, carolers. Yeah. I hate carolers. And she's going to go out there and like throw water at them, but it's the gremlins. And she's like, what is that? And she goes back in and Stripe had fucked with her chair. Cause she's got one of those chairs that bring you up and down your stairs, which yeah. man, <laughs> my grandma took care of a woman who had one of those. And boy, did I use that thing all the time? It was Damn great. Right. So great. Good on you. Yes. They, when they were singing the carol, weren't they singing like a version of the Gremlins theme? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. So I thought. I was like, the, so the, so Gizmo does his normal song 
that's that's his thing and the gremlins always do the gremlins theme that's like their thing yeah 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 which i i love that i love how it's it's always each character has their own thing yeah Uh, and of course miss deagle is a fucking crazy cat lady uh-huh. Yeah, she doesn't like dogs. She likes cats. Yeah, of course. Anybody who likes cats apparently is an evil person. Yep. It's but it's great because like, she hits her out the window. Oh my god, <laughs> she's dead. I just believe she's dead. She has to be. She oh, flew absolutely. out of a second story house, probably a good fifty yards, face first, with the she chair still attached to her. Yeah. We could only she definitely hope went so. across the street because the you see the cops watching her. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the the sheriff goes, "That was Mrs. Deagle." Like, <laughs> oh my god, these guys! And then they got the deputies like crying. He's like, "I want to go back to the station." I was so scared because you got the Santa, the guy who dresses Big up mauled. like Santa, getting mauled by like five of them. And he's like, "That's Mister So and So, who's Santa every year." Like, why did we need that line? Yeah. Why did you not help him? Just like, no, he what my son, my ten-year-old son, watched that part and went, "Why aren't they getting out and helping this person? They're the police." You're like, I don't know. <laughs> this great question. They're just watching this. And uh, put the window down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the window up at least. Oh man, the gremlins mess with the police car and attack the local santa as we said chaos hits kingstown kingston falls i don't know how that is how that what the name of this town is and uh even rock and ricky is getting attacked because he's yeah. on the radio yeah. and he's like oh what is that just a rock and ricky fan oh ah! yeah then, right yeah that's great and then the cops drive down the street and flip their car because they have no brakes yep mr yeah it's great uh, Mr. P is coming back from the convention and he tries to sell a smokeless ashtray to a gas station clerk who clearly likes to smoke. Oh, clearly. I love that where he's like, I see, I see you're a smoker as he's got like, <laughs> he's got like cigarette butts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate is not having fun at the bar. I have no idea why Kate even stayed there. Like it's well, why? Yeah. She's like serving him drinks and she, but she's like doing it really terrified. Like she's terrified the whole time. You're like, why are you still there? Could you not escape? I'm so confused. Um, uh, you got the flashing gremlin, the one who, yes, <laughs> this is where they kind of get like full blown, like kooky. And I like this about, Oh yeah. Character. Like where they like, cross dress and everything yeah, yeah. The lipstick and there's all the party gremlins who are like they're playing yeah. poker and you got stripe who was clearly the leader and one of it and the, the the girl the 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 girl gremlin we'll just say the girl gremlin she peeks over at the gremlins cards and sees he's got a good hand so she points at him and freaking stripe whips out a pistol just a revolver just bah! <laughs> just blast him what kind of gun does stripe use i have no idea it's just some revolver Okay. I'm not a revolver guy, so. Kate uses a camera flash to get out of there. And Billy yeah, she, picks her up. Because he finally gets... Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, Billy finally gets his car running, but when he gets there and they try to escape, the car doesn't start again. So they have to yeah, right. go on foot. Why did you turn it off? <laughs> right. They turned itself off. <laughs> <laughs> this town is being torn apart. There's chaos. People are running around everywhere. There's gremlins everywhere. It's just... It's absolute chaos. Katie talks about why she hates Christmas. And boy, is oh, this a just a heartbreaking story. So, so kicking the stomach. Yeah. 
Kate's dad dressed up as Santa and wanted to surprise her mother and her by being Santa and delivering toys the way Santa does. Well, they didn't know that he tried to go down the chimney and they just thought he disappeared. And so after a while, she was going to start a fire. And when she went to the fireplace, she could smell something weird, something off. And so they had to knock into the chimney and found her father dead. And he had fell down the chimney, snapped his neck and was dead instantly and was there for a had to have been days or weeks or something like that. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. I'm like, this is so like this movie has some dark instances with the gremlins, but this is the darkest part of this movie. Just her right. telling the story. I'm yeah. like, wow, they really, whoever wrote this part of the script was like having a dark day that day. All right. Something what kind of story are we going to give Kate? We could give her something simplistic. No, fuck that darkness. <laughs> somebody, wanted, somebody definitely wanted their own USS Indianapolis. Oh moment. my God. Nothing ever beat that story. Uh, The town becomes quiet. And uh, and then my note said, same downtown from Back to the Future. And yes, confirmed it was. (laughs) You You were on point even when you were watching it. Exactly. Uh, Kate and Billy go to the theater where all the gremlins are. And what are they watching? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Better pay that Disney royalty. Oh, yeah. Uh, They are all together watching this. Literally every single gremlin in the town is here. Billy undoes a a gas pipe and sets the theater on fire, killing all but stripes who decided, Oh, there's no more snacks. I'm going to go across the street where there says candy. Well, we got the, we got the, the musical section where they all say hi ho in the theater. (laughs) Which is cool that they, even as gremlins, they keep their affinity for music. Yeah. For being Mogwai, which I thought was pretty neat. Oh, it's great. It's a good scene. It's time for the final showdown with stripes or stripe. Sorry. Uh, because he is the only one left and he needs to find some water so he can reproduce and make some more of his friends. Water? Yes. I like how he, they, they all, they can actually talk, but they can only say like certain words. So like he looks over yeah. and he's like, like when he sees food, it's yum. Yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> and like Gizmo can, can say words too, which I, I don't think I ever realized that like when I was younger, when I was watching, I just thought he made noises. I never knew he actually yeah. said words. Because like Billy would say something to him and he would repeat it, but it was in his little squeaky voice. Yeah. So the first we get our first kiss between Billy and Kate before the big Bro. battle of the department store. <laughs> Montgomery Ward. Yep. Uh, Kate is trying to like turn on lights or whatever, and she accidentally turns on the fountain that's in this like the sporting goods part of the store or the the like garden center part of the store. Uh, Stripe goes ham on Billy, man. He is just going to town. He's throwing freaking saw blades at him. He's he, what does he end up? Oh, he, th- he shoots him with a freaking crossbow, like a little tiny yeah, crossbow right, right in the arm, man. Like he's getting torn to shreds. And of yeah. course, uh, what it, what causes him to run away? Doesn't he like turn on a light or something? No, there's yeah, there's the because he's about to get him with the chainsaw. Yes. And then she flips on all the lights. A bright, the yeah, a bright light stuns Stripe. Uh, Barney and Mr. P are, uh, they literally, Barney hops out of the car right when they get to that department store. So Mr. P chases after him and Gizmo is dry. I love Gizmo driving around in the little toy car. It's so awesome. God damn it. I need all of these things in my house. I need a Gizmo driving a car. I need a, (laughs) it's so great. 
Uh, Stripe loves uh, his gun as he goes to start another gremlin birthing process. He goes to the top of the fountain and just sticks his finger in there. To yeah, he grabs another one. He grabs yeah because he sees the gun in the cabinet. It's another revolver. Yeah, he's a fondness for revolvers. Yes, he loves it. And there are like these curtains that like go up in the section that like should put things yeah. in a lot of light. And of course, it's the it's the morning. So Billy opens one and then continues to open more. But right before that, we get Gizmo flying over and crashing. You get the like little epic explosion as he crashes the car. And he's like, "Eh, I'm better. I'm okay." (laughs) Stripe says his name. Yes. He knows what's up. It's great. And Billy opens up all the shades or no. Gizmo is the one who comes up with the idea for the shades because he grabs onto it and pulls it down. It opens the one and then Billy proceeds to open the rest. And that's when we get the really nasty effect of stripe yeah. breaking down um, oh, from the so sun. Good. It's such a great effect where it's literally just like oozing green and just turning yeah. into a skeleton. His eyes gloss over. Oh, it's a, it's great. I love it. Uh, Billy and the fam watch the aftermath. Oh no. And then after all that, he falls into the fountain and then Billy goes over to like, see, and it's skeleton comes over or like hops yeah. out of it. And then it like reaches and then it like just completely collapses. But then like the skeleton, completely collapses itself too yeah, starts breaking down yeah, yeah so so it's cool. cool it's a really cool effect uh billy and the fam watch the aftermath of the carnage on the news um because it's billy's fault blame billy absolutely it is and uh the old shopkeeper comes to take gizmo back because you guys are dumb <laughs> you right? for one you stole i love when when he comes in and mr p goes oh this is the gentleman that i bought the mogwai from he's like bought it that's a that's a weird choice of words. Yeah. Brings his money back, I'm pretty sure, too. Oh, yeah, he like, drops it. He, he just throws it on the couch. And, you know, Mr. P is, like, apologizing and all that. And he's like, you're just not ready. Like, you guys literally take things and you, you take beautiful things from nature and you ruin them. And that's yeah. what you did here. And this is where we get Gizmo saying goodbye to Billy. And he's, bye, Billy. And Mr. P deuces. Yeah. And Mr. P gives the old man a smokeless ashtray, which the old man knows about because he stopped at that same gas station where the guy was using it. I love how the way he shows the gas station attendant. He's got it just keeps smoking. He's like, oh, that'll stop at some point. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and as the movie ends, we get the old man walking away with Gizmo with the clearly uh, painted background. Like it's definitely yeah. a just a portrait that somebody somebody beautifully drew, uh, with Mr. P narrating at the end, yeah. and then we get the epic dun 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 and I I literally watch the entire credits because it just plays that song the whole time. I'm like yes, oh, and that's it though. <laughs> Something you mentioned, I, I, I mentioned earlier, but I want to bring it back up about characters disappearing. Yeah. Like it, now I could be not remembering properly, but after the, the gremlins essentially start attacking the whole town, you see like a bunch of the people reacting and things happening. You uh-huh. see Corey Feldman like defending his house with like He's, a slingshot. He cut, and yeah. He cuts the, the Christmas lights and yeah. because one's swinging on him. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last time you see him. I'm pretty sure. Yep. He doesn't make an appearance after that. No, nope. that's it. He had to go do Goonies. He had to leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it could have been recording by the thirteenth since they came out the same year. That's true. I gotta go I gotta go put a bald cap on with weird strands of hair. Yeah, go murder people. Go 
yeah, murder Jason Voorhees. Fun. It's good times. I like yeah. this movie. It's fun. Yes. Gremlins. It's it's uh, it's definitely a movie I watch every year. Gizmo is probably one of my favorite movie characters of all time. I, he's adorable. He's, I mean, Gizmo is the reason why this movie happens. Well, it's, it's Billy, but Gizmo is the 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 reason the the Gremlins exist. But I mean, come on, man. I mean, look at. I mean, I love Gizmo. Well, I think I, I love Gizmo more than I love Gremlins. I just love the character. He's just great. That's fair. The, the character is just is much larger than the property he came from for you, right? I mean, I love this movie. The movie is fantastic, but Gizmo is just, I want a pet Magua that doesn't have those restrictions. You know, if I accidentally get him wet, he's not going to reproduce. You know, I just want something that looks like Gizmo. And what if it's, does it have to be water? What if you get him wet with something else? I don't know. They just say water. Or they just say but get him pretty- wet. They just say get him wet. They don't say wet him with water. They just say just can't get him wet. Well, as I say, because like in the bar scene, they're all like sure, like beer and shit. And like beer is mostly water. Yeah, I don't know. But then, but then, but then, hold on, hold on. Another question. Okay. You can't feed him after midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Midnight where? Right. That's another thing. Isn't it? How long? And on top of that. Technically, technically, even though I know everything naturally has a cycle, the actual cataloging of time is a human concept. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a rule. These rules weren't thought out when they were created for this movie. It was just something to do. It was like, just yeah. it just it sounded good. Like when can it's, you start feeding them? Again? Yeah, it's like it's like midnight wherever the 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 Mogwai is at that moment in time. Like I don't know. It, it's so I, unclear. I, I guess that's a small gripe we can have with this movie is the rules are just kind of vague. <laughs> They're very vague. Right. But no, I mean, not not crapping on the movie at all. I'm just pointing out like silly little things. But also it's like you can't get that. You can't get the Mogwai wet. Like, how the hell do you clean this thing? Why didn't snow? Yeah, why right. didn't it's snow? It's out of water. It's, <laughs> right. I don't know. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. It doesn't mean it's not a good movie. It's still oh, no, a I'm... very entertaining movie that I watch a few times a year. Um, it's and it's almost 40 years old. It's pushing, you know, it's 37 years old this year and it still holds up today. We'll see. Um, I, I, w- I would love for people to watch, see people's reaction to watching this without ever seeing it. Like just show them like the box, like, hey, we're watching Gremlins and then put the movie in and just see the reaction. Because like you would think, well, excuse me, about seeing the DVD cover, you know, it's got Gizmo on it and then, you know, one of the grim ones behind him. But you might be like, oh, this is probably just some like kitty kind of family-ish PG, yeah. PG, yeah. like like not like PG nowadays, not like PG back then. Right. Kind of rating. And then that's not obviously what you get at no. all. No, not at all. Nope. <laughs> and there's not some grand happy ending either. No, because the town's still destroyed. Yeah. Gizmo, yeah. he loses Gizmo. There's pe- like people died. Yeah. And yeah, Gizmo gets taken away. So it's like there's just I don't I don't know. There's there's, there's not like a rainbow in the sky. Like oh look at all this shit we defeated yeah. the bad guy and now this no yeah. <laughs> it's dope as fuck yeah great movie great movie I recommend it highly um so that's it that's Gremlins this was uh, definitely a fun one to to watch again I've seen this movie many cool. times it's great to talk about always always fun to talk about something that I've seen a lot. And that's kind of what we've been doing this whole month since we started out with 
with uh, Angela's movie, with the, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, and then of course Rudolph, which is a movie you know we've all probably seen a thousand times in our life. Yeah. And then of Gremlins for me is is a movie that I watch multiple times a year as I do Jaws and Jurassic Park, and so it's right up there in my top five. This movie, it's like this. Our our, our reviews for films this year have been very up and down tonally and everything. Yeah, it's which just, is good. Yeah. It's good. I like it. I like yeah. I like it. Like everybody's like Christmas. For me, I mostly think of like films in the vein of like Rudolph, like right. not just the animated, but cheery, uplifting, mm-hmm. family togetherness kind of stuff. But of course, there's more to it than that. So. Right. Next week is going to be interesting because this week was um, a darker toned movie when it came to, uh, to a Christmas movie. Well, this, this next one we're going to be re- uh, reviewing is one that's even darker. Um, it's a comedy slash horror movie that has amazing effects. It's directed by Michael Doherty who directed um, Godzilla King of the Monsters and Trick or Treat, which is another, which is a, a Halloween movie. Definitely should see. Um, and it's got a lot of great actors in it and I can't wait to watch it. And I got, I found the Blu-ray for it. So I thought I'd show it off. This is what we're reviewing next week. Krampus. I look forward to this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't, my wife has never seen this movie, so it's going to be fun to watch with her since I watch it's, I can't wait. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, you know, especially taking a character. Well, I mean, Krampus is not really a character he's uh you know he's based in real life like he is as believed in some places as santa claus is so it's it's a really cool turn on that mythology it's a mythological figure yes so i'm yeah yep it's the bad santa it's the santa for bad kids exactly it's reverse like Mm -hmm. you don't get good shit from this guy he just like no he kills you (laughs) yeah uh, I was going to say, do you notice the last three films, every one of them had stop motion in them? Angel points yes. out. Ooh, that's awesome. Yes. Christmas stop motion. Got to respect it. Got to respect it. It's a great, it's a great medium. I loved, I loved it in this one because it's all of them walking down the street. Yeah, when they're all walking down the street out of the shadow, Stripe comes out first and then like a bunch of the other yep. ones came behind him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really that's cool. Like, well, Gramps for Krampus. Yeah, so Krampus will finish out the month of December, and then we will be discussing what we're going to be doing at the start of the new year, because it's up in the air. Yes! There's just the first one, because there's like 14 of those fucking movies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. but I want to thank everybody who watches the shows on YouTube for dropping them subs. As we stated before, we hit the 100 subs for the YouTubes, and now we have a custom URL. So it'll be a lot easier to to find us uh, and everybody who watch, who listens to us on the podcast service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this episode will be coming out on Christmas Eve. So I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And if you don't uh, celebrate Christmas, happy holidays, to everybody uh, out there. Thank you for making this channel what it is and keeping yes. us or, you know, having us come back and continue to do it because it's a lot of fun. And it's definitely fun to have people watching it and commenting on the on the shows and all that fun stuff. And I'm very excited for the future. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, as always, thank you to DNA Gaming for being here every single week doing this with me. Um, thank you for having us. They're not getting paid, so this is like you know I have to be very grateful for that. <laughs> not with money anyway. Oh, 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 all right. 
I'm excited. I'm excited. Merry Christmas. We got two more weeks left of, of 2021, and it's going to be a lot of fun for, um, you know, having this out and then Krampus next week. And then I'm very excited what 2022 is going to bring for this channel. So, oh, Gizmo, no, oh, no. Gizmo, That's an omen. just the one of, well, just one of the Gizmos. He's fine. He's fine. You're okay. You're okay, buddy. Now he's just never going to stay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. This is Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast. Until next time, have a wonderful holiday. Bye.